This episode of That Does Suit Madam is brought to you by the new unanimous app, the Are You Being Served dating platform. Are you looking for a female lady of the opposite sex? Perhaps a 21-year-old with long blonde hair and a 40-inch bust. Maybe a real he-man with a hint of pulsating virility. Download the unanimous dating app today. Mr. Brandon, are you free? I'm free. And I'm Brandon, and this is That Does Suit Madam, a podcast about Are You Being Served? Hello, Unanimous. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2020. Uh, let's not in- give, get into that. It's going to be terrible. I mean, it's going to be such a good time. <laughs> so good. And happy Unanimous episode, Mr. Jeff. Happy Unanimous episode, Mr. Brandon. Esmeralda is all excited. She can't get enough of it. How about Gladys? How is she doing? Oh, that's her name. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the bell has a name. <laughs> So that's right. So what the hell is unanimous episode, Mr. Jeff? Tell the people. I think they're confused. They haven't well, heard from us in a while. We took a little bit of a break over the holidays to rest and recharge and make sure the that Costa we were... Planca was lovely. <laughs> um, and uh, in between us doing uh, the final episode of Are You Being Served? And before we go into Grace and Favor, stroke Are You Being Served Again?, we want to dedicate an episode to you, the unanimous, all of our super fans that keep listening week after week to us and the whole reason why we do this podcast. Isn't that right, yeah, you Mr. Ga- Brandon? You guys just won't give up. Let me just say that. Um, yeah, so we have had so much fun doing the podcast. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to do as well. Um, we've been posting on Facebook and Twitter and carrier pigeons and raccoons that, um, I guess there's raccoons that do messages somewhere. Um, give us your, well, I prefer people. I've heard people (laughs) prefer the real thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyway, uh, so yes, we've been asking, uh, the unanimous, the collective noun of our listeners, um, to send us your messages and you have. So we said, Hey, let us know what you thought of the podcast um, wax eloquent and um, ad nauseum about your love of Are You Being Served? Let us know what you think. And you all listen to us. So thank you, everyone, for sending your info. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, you know, we got it in spirit. So thank you anyway. Right? Yeah, thank you all, Unanimous. You know, one of the reasons that we continue to do this podcast is because we found a little community of yeah. weirdos uh, across the yourself. world and across the internet who <laughs> love this 40-year-old, 50-year-old show. And while we've been able to connect on places like Facebook and Twitter, uh, we wanted to give you all an episode to connect with each other even more and hear it straight from the horse's ass. Uh, uh, sorry, Speak from for the horse's mouth. Yeah. Um, about <laughs> what, you, what we all love about this show. So uh, take, you know, you're not going to hear the usual banter from Mr. Brandon and I for the next hour. But settle in and listen to your fellow superfans and what they have to say about Are You Being Served? And that does suit Madam. Yeah, we um, didn't really have much of a script or anything to kind of go on. We were just going to listen to everyone's messages and, and emails and things. Um, but I'm going to throw you a curveball, Mr. Jeff. Are you ready? Well, I am a pitcher, not a catcher, so I don't know about that's that. That's not what we've heard back <laughs> behind the bandstand. But anyway, um, so I'll pose the question to you, and we have not pre-planned any of this, uh, audience, unanimous. So how has the podcast changed the way you look at Are You Being Served? Wow, that is Boom. a real curveball. It was yeah, because not I will say because we, we when you make the podcast and you research it and you re- and Mr. Jeff is the the um, the M or the Q, whatever the person's name is from James Bond, who does all the research and has all the tech gadgets and stuff. So anytime there'd be like a oh gosh, uh, Harmon said this crazy Cockney Cockney rhyming slang. What does it mean? Mr. Jeff is the one who would figure that stuff out. So um, you're probably the deepest one in the milieu of Are You Being Served between you and I. Hey, that's so, my word. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, what, I'm curious what you think. 
Well, I have to say that I I was not in the habit of watching this show regularly after I initially started watching it in um when it was on public television, right? Like I okay. would if there happened to be a random episode on public television or when I was traveling on BBC or yesterday or something like that, I would catch it. And then sometimes I would go on a little tear and look up episodes on YouTube here and there, but it was never a, um, like a, a nightly ritual. So you're saying you're not a real fan is what you're really saying <laughs> to, to the anonymous on your own. Are you being served podcast? What I'm saying is that I was, <laughs> I've been a long time fan, but it wasn't, oh, okay. I, it wasn't a daily part of my life, part of my everyday life. Your, your and, daily alarm clock was not the theme song like exactly, mine is. Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But what this, what this podcast has allowed me to do is to kind of revisit these episodes in a very slow and methodical manner as opposed to binging three episodes and then you know, ADHD kicking in and going into something else and then not visiting it again for weeks at a time. Yeah. But having, you know, a regular recurrence to go in and check in with these beloved characters week after week. Um, and I think that some of the jokes that went over my head uh, the first time around when I was a teenager, a young teenager watching these, um, I'm now able to have a much better appreciation for because I have an adult sense of humor. Because I've been to England, because I understand how language works and how slangs and dialects evolve and things like that. So I think it's given me a brand new found appreciation that's mixed with the nostalgia of when I first saw it. Because when I first saw it as a teenager, you know, I had one friend who was like the other one of the other oddballs in my high school who also knew of it, you know, and so learning, you know over the years that people more and more people had heard of it and seen it and now finding this community of people who love it like we do. (laughs) It's been, it's been really sustaining throughout the past two years, you know, because we started this podcast in February of 2020. Uh, What happened then? (laughs) This is, this is officially not a quarantine project, but it became one uh, because I think that it, you know, it definitely sustained me. Um, for the past few years. Yeah. And as I ask the question, I'll, I'll answer it myself. Um, I think in, in, in everything you've said, we've heard through the voicemails and messages we've received from the unanimous as well. So there's definitely some themes and we'll kind of maybe circle back to this at the end when we've heard everyone's messages. But for me personally, um, you know, there's a book I really like. I'll butcher his name, Paulo Coelho, who wrote The Alchemist. Yep. From Brazil. Sorry for those Brazilians who know how to pronounce his name. Um, so I read it when I was younger, and I've been rereading it now. And a good book, and our superfan Heidi can attest to this, and she actually mentioned the same thing when she talked about Agatha Christie. Uh, she's a big Ag- Agatha Christie uh, fan. That a really good book will um, mean different things to you in different stages of your life. So uh, Harry Potter, when you read it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit too too old to know Harry Potter, but I, mm. I know people have said this about it. If you read Harry Potter and um, when you were a kid, it means one thing to you. But if you go to read it now, it would probably have a different impact on you because you might have kids of your own now. Mm. Or you might have had a lot of experience since you were, I don't know, 10, <laughs> of course. So I think Are You Being Served is in that same vein. Um Everyone, it seems, a lot of the jokes, especially we're very heavy American, North American kind of Speak podcast. for yourself. <laughs> hey, okay, you're very thin. But, um, but a lot of the jokes people saw and heard on the TV show, they didn't get. And I'm absolutely of that ilk. Um, and I think a lot of people like the fact, and I one of the things I like about our own show, is that we do explain those like idiosyncrasies of jokes about like Vim. Who knows what Vim is when you're a 10-year-old Arkansan, you know? So anyway, I I think as I'm getting older, a lot of the older, a lot of the jokes that I didn't get just because it's so fucking clever and maybe touches base on like an Oscar Wilde quote or something Mm -hmm. that I just didn't have access to at the time. So it's kind of a nice nostalgic thing, but also a nice guidepost because it has been with me for so long. I know that 
I used to find that funny, but just because everyone in the audience laughed. But now, as I'm an adult, I know why they're laughing. Yeah. Because of some silly TV commercial that was on the same time that the show originally aired. Or something silly like that, that we've uncovered on the show. So that's yeah. kind of a cool thing. I don't think a lot of people have um, gleaned from, you know, just surfing the web and stuff. But yeah. um, And we, and we do cool. apologize to the 10% of our... Uh, uh, that does suit Madam Superfans, who actually are from the UK. So we apologize for every fact we've gotten wrong and every English word we've mispronounced. Uh, um, no. Lester Leicestershire? What? <laughs> what is that? By the way, should we officially decree or decide live now on the podcast, what are we going to call the name of the sequel series? Are we going to be... Anglophilic and call it Grace and Favor with the U, or are we going to be North American and call it Are You Being Served Again? I think that we're going to have to refer to it by both names. I uh-huh. think we're going to have to stroke Cuthbert Rumbold and well, refer you to all, it by both you know, names. I don't know what you do behind that bandstand, <laughs> Mr. Jeff, but... Um, so okay. a little a little while ago, you mentioned um, superfan Heidi uh, and yeah. you know her likening uh, the show to the Agatha Christie books. Um, why don't we take a listen to what she had to say um, for everyone playing along at home? You re- may remember that uh, Ms. Heidi was one of our very first guest hosts uh, in series two, episode five, Hurrah for the Holidays. And she called in with some Easter eggs that she's noticed throughout the years on Are You Being Served? Ooh, all right. That's a fantastic idea, Mr. Jeff. So here is Ms. Heidi, our first guest host and the first uh, unanimous superfan to leave a message. So here we go. Let's listen to her message now. Hello, friends. This is superfan Heidi. Just thought I'd call and with everybody else, and I just want to say how much I have loved, loved, loved this podcast and you, Jeff and Brandon, and looking forward to what you have coming up with Grace and Favor. I could go on and on and stuff about how much this is one of the greatest shows ever, but um, I will put this out there. Have any of you noticed anything going on in the background on some of the episodes, uh, like Mr. Rumble drinking out of the wine bottle during uh, the uh, German dance, and when Mr. Humphreys is doing his little spinny, twirly thing uh, during the Scottish dance, that did you notice that Mrs. Slocum got her sash tangled up around Mr. Rumble and they tussle in the background? Anyway... I was wondering if any of you guys um, out there, listeners out there, uh, have noticed anything like that, too. And, uh, again, you've all done very well. I love you guys so much. You were so awesome. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to seeing, you know, hearing what uh, you all have coming up. So, all right, you've all done very well. Bye-bye. Thanks, Heidi. That's a great question. You know, I I do recall – um, drinking from the bottle, you know, any time that Mrs. Slocum or any of the characters drink from the bottle, I feel like I always spot that one. But I don't remember getting tangled up with a sash. That doesn't really stand out for me. Eagle Eye Heidi is what they call her in uh, <laughs> Iowa, isn't it? In Iowa, Iowa I think, yeah. Um, yeah, man, thanks for the uh, voicemail, Heidi. Um, yeah, I didn't notice that, but sometimes you do notice. I think we talked about it maybe the last couple episodes of the last season, season 10. It's funny how I forget now. Um, you do notice, and I bet you notice this too, Heidi, when uh, I think it was an episode with Mr. Spooner was off camera, but he really wasn't off camera. Oh, and yeah. he just sort of stood there and then someone said, action, and then he started walking. <laughs> yeah. When you watch these things over and over again, you start noticing stuff that really wasn't meant to be seen, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So good to hear from you, Heidi, and thank you for the message, and thanks for being our our special first co-host when we really didn't know what the hell we were doing. We still don't, (laughs) by the way. We also heard from Ms. Alina, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. She's the fabulous uh, person who does the AYBSCentral.com website. And uh, she left us a cool voicemail uh, explaining the website and how it became the, quote, unofficial, unquote, Are You Being Served website. So that's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear what Ms. Alina has to say. Hi, my name is Alina and I run an official Are You Being Served site in America. I can't believe it the way 14 years since I started, but it's been a long, fun ride in the process of setting up the site and updating it. 
I'm looking at many more years of providing interesting things concerning our Ebian stuff, so stay tuned. Over the years, I've met and interacted with many fans and cast members in person and by email, as well as some family of some of those cast members. I've been really lucky to have the opportunity to do all that and cherish all the related memories. Today, I've met in person eight cast members from R.E.B. and Surf series. My first encounter with British comedy was not R.E.B. and Surf, believe it or not, but Benny Hill. It wasn't until my neighbor mentioned R.E.B. and Surf in the mid-90s to me and seeing the first episode that I got hooked on the show. It was airing on my local PBS station, which was actually one of the first stations to broadcast in America. Fast forward a few years to 2007, and I started wondering if there were actual websites about the series and was surprised to see none. I was stunned to see Are You Being Surf Central available, so I pounced on it. No pun intended, Mickey Slocum. My main objective for the site was, and still is, to preserve the history of the show, cast, and crew, and I work to honor that to this day. Fast forward to December 2011, where I was looking to make my state official. I got in contact with the owner of another British comedy show that was official and inquired how to make my state official. The owner happened to be friends with Harold Snow, who was the director and producer for Are You Being Served? Harold Snow happened to be in touch with Jeremy Lloyd, and through him I was able to get Jeremy's blessings for my state to be official. It was close to Christmas that year, so it was a really special time for me, and a great Christmas present for all the hard work I had put into the state at the time. So that's the story of how my state got to where it is. Before I go, I want to thank Mr. Jeff and Mr. Brandon for inviting me on their podcast to tell my story. I hope your listeners will visit my state and enjoy the hard work I put into it. I look forward to meeting more of you being different online. That's so cool. I'm so glad that um, you're so dedicated to this show and wanting to preserve the history of it. Yeah, and, I appreciate that. And, and seeing that no one else had done it when the internet was just really starting to become a really big um, uh, a catalyst of documenting all kinds of history. So thank you for, on behalf of all of the unanimous for doing that, Alina. We're really <laughs> grateful for um, having that reference site, which we have looked up certain facts time and again on this site, on this podcast on. Yes, so. indeed. Yeah. Um, how cool is it that she's met eight cast members from Are You Being Served? Like, I mean, that's, uh, sadly, unfortunately, um, all but maybe one or two have passed away. Right. Um, the manageress is still around. Um, and I think that might be it. I and mean, it's, uh, Mike Berry, yeah. Oh, Mike Barry, yes, of course. Sorry, yeah. Mr. Barry. Uh, yeah, but so that's really cool. Um, a lot of work goes into websites. We don't have a website because we're too lazy and dumb to figure <laughs> out how to do it. So that's cool. So thanks for the message. Yeah. So be sure to go check her out at aybscentral.com. We also heard from Mr. Kyle, who is another one of our guest hosts on Series 7, Episode 8, The Punch and Judy Affair. And he gave us some great memories about how this show was his introduction into British culture. Let's listen now. Hello, Mr. Jeff and Mr. Brandon. Just wanted to give my small contribution to the unanimous podcast. It's been a pleasure riding along with you as you navigate the show. And I was thinking of the question, what does Are You Being Served mean to me? Are You Being Served is a great intro to British culture that is hilarious enough to keep you laughing, but just subtle enough to feel poshed. Given me plenty of catchphrases, one-liners, pussy jokes, and a host of double entendres. I look forward to following along as we move on to Grace and Favor. And I just wanted to thank you guys again for hosting this awesome podcast. And I am unanimous in that. You've both done very well. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Kyle. Lovely to hear from you again. Um, it's interesting because so many people we hear from uh, from the unanimous uh, it seems that Are You Being Served either was the catalyst into Britcoms and British culture, or maybe there was another one that, uh, another TV show or something that someone got into and then found their way towards 
obsessing over are you being served like we all do now. Because, you know, Mizzolina um, admitted, confessed that (laughs) Benny Hill was her entree into British culture. As time Um, goes by as well, yeah. Right. And, and, And for me, it was Adrian Mole. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't already being served. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Kyle. We also heard from our Mr. Greg from Colorado. I don't know if his last name is from Colorado, but probably not. Um, he sent us a nice email, and he, um, for the sake of the auditory nature of the podcast, uh, Mr. Jeffrey, would you mind reading the, fir- the first paragraph, and I'll read the second. Now that we've reached the end of the series, I wanted to write a quick note about my memories of Are You Being Served and the podcast. For me, the series holds a special place because it was an interest I shared with my older sister, who is the bigger fan and has already passed the show down to the next generation. There was at least one teenage sibling fight between us that got resolved over an episode of the show. (laughs) I don't think my parents got into it much. My mom thought it was too crass, but she thought the bit where the canteen manager screams, shut up, jug ears, was hysterical. It is. She may have even used that expression herself in a fit of anger. (laughs) <laughs> my, my dad never expressed an opinion about the show, but he got ir- irritated with the episode of The Pop Star. For several days after watching the finale, he had the earworm of Chanson d'Amour, with its rat ta tat tats in particular, stuck in his head. It didn't help that several months later, the same song was featured in an episode of The Lawrence Welk Show. And one, and two, and two. <laughs> Second reference to The Lawrence Welk Show. So it's, it's weird how that's come up again. Uh, Mr. Greg goes on to say, It's been fun listening to your podcast because I get to relive those memories of watching the show with my sister, laughing after each joke as if it was the first time on late night PBS. Also, Mr. Jeff's cultural and historical explanations have finally made sense to me for all of the many jokes that got lost in translation. In a way, the live audience served as that accessibility feature for my first run through the series. Kind of like a form of closed captioning for the culturally impaired to at least let you know that there's a a joke taking place. Logically, that would mean Mr. Jeff's explanations are the podcast version of the live audience. Anyway, have a great 2022. You've all done very well. No, Mr. Greg, it is you who has done all very well. Thank you for It the is you email. indeed that have done very well. Thank you for the kind words. And that's exactly the way that I look at uh, my, um, my explanations, you know, where I am cracking the whip in our research department in our northern Mississippi compound. They need to get paid more. We need to give them a bonus <laughs> badly. You know, it's really to help everyone understand the things that I didn't understand watching this as a 12-year-old. So, And there's a lot of that stuff, right? Uh, Mr. Greg isn't the only one that has family memories of watching this show. Mr. James shared his thoughts uh, about watching this show with his grandfather. Yeah, a lovely message, and we'll listen to it now. Good evening, Mr. Jeff and Mr. Brandon. This is Mr. James. I guess it all started in Allentown, Pennsylvania in 1992. I was 10, 10 years old, um, and uh, the show came on uh, Saturday evenings at 10 o'clock on WLVT uh, Channel 39, which was the local PBS station for the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. So my grandfather would watch the show every Saturday evening. Um, And even just hearing the theme song, I can picture him sitting in his recliner uh, in the corner of of his living room um, in the house where my grandparents lived uh, since I was born. Um, And, you know, he would settle in. He would turn on PBS, and I know one night I was somehow up late. Uh, he turned it on. Uh, I think Lawrence Walk was on before, uh, you know, a typical PBS. And this woman, you know, came on TV, and you know, with this weird colored hair, and she was talking in this funny voice. And I was thinking, you know, what is this all about? And of course, you know, I was 10 years old. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what was going on. You know, the jokes, obviously, at 10 years old, some of the jokes, you know, just flying left and right over my head. Now I get them, but back then I don't see how I could have understood them. But, you know, my grandfather would chuckle. He would laugh at them. And like my mom would say, uh, you know, he's the only man that she knew who could laugh without cracking a smile. He, you know, has 
sense of humor was very dry and very British. Um, and he was an airman during World War II and stationed in England. I think he had lived with a the family there. Uh, so he kind of, you know, picked up the British idiosyncrasies, you know, things that people did, behaviors, that kind of reserved kind of attitude. Um, but he, you know, also obviously, you know, there are some references there in, in, in Are You Being Served that he understood as someone who was actually about the same age as uh, Frank Thornton, uh, who, you know, played Captain Peacock. So he would have been in that same kind of age range. But anyway, kind of fast forwarding, uh, as I got older, uh, I began to set the VCR to tape Are You Being Served, as well as EastEnders, which would air at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturdays. Um, and over time, I began to pick up those kind of Anglophile tendencies myself, you know, understanding references, um, just kind of, you know, obviously as I got older and it blossomed, I understood the jokes. Um, and, you know, I just became obsessed with the show over time. And I'm sure that I was probably the only student at Northwestern Lehigh Middle School that wrote fan fiction about a Britcom from the 1970s. Um, and I know that was uh, had happened only once, and it was regarding Miss Braun's shoplifting bras. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to it, don't ask. Um, but just listening to the podcast, it takes me back, you know, to, you know, simpler times and you know, watching the show with my grandfather and watching the show by myself and just, I guess it kind of grew an appreciation of British comedy, of British humor, of British culture, I guess, because I know from there I began to watch more and more uh, British comedies and dramas. On November 26th, it would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday. I hope that now... Uh, he's looking down on me and he's thinking you've done very well. And I know that sounds kind of, um, silly, <laughs> you know, to kind of put, to put the phrase like that. But I think that's how he, how he feels. Thank you. Very nice, Mr. James. Thanks for sharing those memories. Um, your grandfather probably is looking down from the boardroom in the sky. And as I say that I'm looking upwards. Um, wishing, thinking that you've done, uh, all done very well indeed. Um, I want to read some of that fan fiction where Miss Brom stole the Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. And he says, don't ask me, but we are, we're asking you for it. We need to hear the fan fiction. So that, so this reminded me of when I was a little gay boy in Arkansas, he was writing, are you being served fan fiction, which is kind of queer, gotta say. Um, but I was a member of the John Inman fan club when I was 12 in Arkansas, man. And I would have like some lady in the UK Xerox editions of the newsletter, mail it to me in Arkansas in an envelope that said airmail on it. And I would open it up and I'm like, oh my God, it's like a piece of are you being served in the real world, not on the TV screen. Wasn't so, it always the yeah. coolest thing whenever you got something, a piece of mail from overseas as a kid? So, yeah. so I was um, a fan. I was part of the B-52's official fan club, which was not based overseas. But I also, I collected TV guides as a kid. And, Somehow I could see that. And I would write to, um, you know, like Radio Times, for example, in the UK and tell them about my collection. And very often they would send me free copies. And it was so exciting to just get <laughs> international mail. I was like, you know how sometimes not, not the not, not the catalog full of like scantily clad men. You're talking about M A I L. Yes, not yes, not with the onion skin <laughs> short shorts. I can't believe that you referenced the international mail catalog. Wow, the gay men, the gay you men are... uh, unanimousness. That okay, so maybe the age gap between us is not as uh, broad as you think. If I can also remember a time for international <laughs> mail, the straight people are like, we don't know what's going on. We don't. Now. But that's a just, uh, yeah. Google at your own risk. What international M A L E stands for? It, basically. It was leisure wear for the gay man living in West Hollywood. 
The Nelly not even, no, no, not even the Nelly mind. It just West Hollywood, Chelsea, gay. People who yeah. were dressing either very European or like they were on the uh, Rosie O'Donnell's first Atlantis cruise. It was one of the places where, do you remember the episode of Seinfeld where he wore the, the, the peasant shirt with the ruffles? Yes. They had that shirt in international mail catalog. And they took it very seriously. Oh, yeah. yes. Anyway, that's, that's no, the joke. Sorry. I was talking about international M-A-I-L. And you know how... <laughs> B-U-O-Y, so, stop. <laughs> <laughs> how sometimes with toddlers and pets, they like the box more than they do the actual gift <laughs> that inside the box. That was like me with the envelope. I would like obsess over the envelope and like the stamp and the writing and yeah. the, how they made their sevens. And yeah, anyway, all right. We're, yeah, no, totally. I, 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 I digress. Uh, yeah, and it was so sweet to hear Mr. James talking about his grandfather, whose birthday was on November 26th, and, you know, he's passed away 13 years ago, but it feels like yesterday. He can picture his grandfather in the easy chair, uh, in the armchair, in the corner of his grandparents' place. And, you know, the idea of nostalgia is a common thread in all of these messages, it seems. Um and, you know, like when I talked about, like, it's a guidepost that, like, kind of judge where you are in the game of life. Um, you know, the first time we watch TV and we get into a TV show, we remember the first time we watch it. Um, absolutely. I can I can picture the TV I used to watch Are You Being Served On when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And probably everyone else can, too. And who you watched it with. It was always all by myself, my, my, my particular case. But, um, yeah, very sweet message. So thanks for sharing, Mr. James. Next, we heard from Mr. Jeffrey in Southern California with his sweater vest, and he talks a little bit about um, the lenses with through which we um, discuss the show and some things that are can be somewhat problematic um, when talking about something from 50 years ago today. Yeah, like what do you do when you love a show, but you see the, the, the cracks? So what do you do? So let's listen to his voicemail. Hey, fellas, it's Jeffrey from Southern California, the 14th Mr. Jeffrey, uh, to be a a super fan of the show. I mean, gosh, it was just so much fun discovering you guys. I found it uh, about halfway through, I would say, and uh, I started listening to the new ones and listening to the old ones at the same time uh, because I was scared that if I started from the beginning, I wouldn't catch up in time to actually interact with you live. And I'm so glad I made the choice that I did. Uh, because I had uh, such fun co-hosting with you guys and just being a, a, a part of the community that you have created, which is so necessary in these crazy, crazy times, right? We're all stuck at home and uh, trying to find ways to interact with people that doesn't compromise our health. And this is such a wonderful one, like how great to just sit and listen and laugh with you guys and uh, to hear from other fans all around the world. Uh, which was so exciting. Um, but I also wanted to note um, that I really appreciated the thoughtful nature in which or with which you guys approached the episodes that had rather uh, politically incorrect content, if you will, the way in which sexuality and gender and race and, uh, you know, a whole host of other issues were addressed on the show were, of course, done uh, in the manner that was normal at the time, but not in a manner that we are used to these days. And so I appreciate that um, we could talk about these episodes honestly and, uh, you know, agree that we can love the show, but also accept the flaws in the show, which I think is kind of, you know, like a microcosm for life and people, right? We all have have many facets and not all of them sparkle as beautifully um, as we might like. So, yeah, you know, there's there's a couple of potholes there in that show, and uh, I'm glad that you guys did not shy away from them, but instead... Uh, addressed them and, uh, you know, grabbed the bull by the horn, talked about it, had guests on to talk about it. Um, and that's, I think, uh, what's needed with those episodes. We can enjoy the show, but we do need to address what uh, what wasn't good as well. So, uh, yeah, just just generally, thanks so much uh, for, for creating this fun, fun thing for me. And I hope very much that I can come back and uh, do an episode of Grace and Favor with you guys, because that would just be such a treat. Um, anyway, I uh, hope you guys are doing very well in 2022, and I look very much forward uh, to hearing what you've got in store. All best. Thanks, Mr. Jeffrey. You know, we are still waiting for pictures of that sweater vest. <laughs> yes, and so is Esmeralda. She's she's a little 
There she is. Okay, she's a little she's a little flat. Why don't you yeah. take care of that? Um, yeah, we wake up every morning, Mr. Jeffrey, lo- looking to see if we've got an email about your finished W.C. Humphreys yeah. custom sweater vest. And everyone, while you're at it, go back and re-listen to Series 9, Episode 4, Calling All Customers, where Mr. Jeffrey was our wonderful guest host. Effervescent and um, twinkle toes comes to mind. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call them in high school. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to hear um, the, the kind words. And it's lovely, by the way, to hear all of our fans like to say how great we are, first of all. And thank you very much um so that's lovely to hear but it's also to hear good to hear that he appreciated that you know we try to be um fair about things in 2021 2022 the you know the 20th century for crying out loud about a lot of ways that the show depicted race and gender and sexuality um back in the 70s and 80s so appreciate that you recognize that we tried to you know give a, a fair and balanced, to borrow a phrase, um, <laughs> approach <laughs> to dealing with misogyny, homophobia, blah, 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 racism of, um, of you know, 30, 40, 50, 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Ms. Julia, uh, who was our guest host on uh, Series 3, Episode 1, The Hand of Fate, um, also called in to remind us about why it's so important to watch these 50-year-old episodes through today's lens. And uh, here's what she has to say. Hello, Mr. Jeff and Mr. Brandon. Uh, Thank you so much for reaching out again with a really interesting question about um, how we listeners uh, perceive are you being served now versus uh, prior to the podcast. And um, I first do just want to say thank you so much to both of you for uh, just being so transparent and uh, not skipping over the the stickier topics at all. That was actually one of the biggest reasons that I uh, became interested in your show. And uh, I think like so many other folks, uh, my partner and I really started rewatching these uh, episodes right when the pandemic was at its scariest, like when we just didn't even know how this thing was spreading exactly. And we were just all hunkered down. Um, my feelings are just more complicated uh, and it's not to say that I don't love the show and I do still put it on sometimes when I just need a little cheering up or um, just want to see some great 70s British fashion or something. But um, a lot has happened since we last spoke. And one of those things um, was the attack in Atlanta on um, the Asian American women So I think my feelings are just complicated, and especially after we've seen so much more violence against the Asian American community and continued violence against black and brown people in our country that uh, really isn't letting up. And I don't know if if you're going to cover the Are You Being Served Again or Grace and Favor episodes. Um, I love the first season so much. It's something that my my mom and I had recorded from the TV (laughs) on a videotape, and I watched it over and over again. So I probably know those episodes even better than the actual uh, regular season. And uh, if you guys get there, I'll be very curious. Um, There's basically an entire episode that's making fun of Asian people and completely mushing them all into one category, into one culture. And it's even more offensive, I think, than the episode um, Hand of Fate. Uh, But I always will just carry this with me. Um, And I, you know, I wish that this was an issue that had stopped. But um, again, Are You Being Served Again was in the 90s. And Again, I still watch the show. I still love it. I still have really fun conversations with people when I learn that they're also a fan because there is sort of this little niche group of us who appreciate it. Um, So it's still really important to me and um, still a comforting thing. I think I love Mrs. Slocum and appreciate that character so much more now that I'm an adult woman (laughs) who works and um, has two cats. Um, And I think the the character of Mr. Humphreys was just so, you know, while it's not the perfect representation, I think think it was such a groundbreaking role to have on primetime TV or, or telly. And then I also just loved the relationship that he had with Mr. Lucas, who never really shamed him for um, what was his sort of 
you know, danced around um, <laughs> perceived sexuality, which is never fully named. But I sort of love that they had a little understanding. And there are some episodes where you can see them really have fun with that. Um, the show did a really great job of focusing specifically on uh, the uh, lower to mid working class. Uh, I think that wasn't as popular at the time, um, especially when you look at what some of the great pillars of British literature are. They're from the perspective of or they're about really, really upper class people. It, I think this still had a lot of importance in that regard. Uh, but if I think about, well, how would I have been treated? How would my mother and I have been treated if we went into Grace Brothers? probably wouldn't have been good. And that's that's a sort of scary, sad thing to sit with. Um, so again, I think it's so wonderful that, uh, that you've both brought so much humanity and so much additional awareness and naming of, of the issues in the show while still being able to appreciate it. Because I think we're going to see, we're all going to be having to go back to some of our favorite things and looking at it through this new lens. And I think it's such a great way to do it without fully erasing the the good that it represented or just the fact that something existed because then we just won't learn. So again, I really thank you for this. I think you've all done very well. Um, the uh, young Mr. Grace all the way is my favorite one, even though he says really creepy things to women all the time. And yes, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing what else you two do in the future. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks so much for that, Ms. Julia. It really means a lot to us to uh, know that most of our fans are really appreciative of the way that we discuss this. And yeah. I think uh, another good reminder that I think that a lot of people in the United States, when they think about racism, they automatically think black. Yep, but absolutely. we know that racism extends to anyone who is not white uh, mm. and you know has not benefited from... Uh, historical white supremacy. So thank you for that tough reminder. Yeah, and um, we appreciate her being a, a super fan who was one of our co-hosts on that episode. Um, you know, we try to have a lot of different perspectives come on the show and kind of, you know, if, if there is an episode of your beloved television show that you adored that talks about people who were like you, not in a very good way at all, how would that make you feel? And that's something we wanted to to learn um, with uh, Ms. Julia, who came on and shared her perspective and really insightful, um, you know, way of looking at things like that. And, you know, frankly, as a white guy, um, I don't have to really often think about that kind of stuff. So I think that was good for us to kind of get her, her, her view on the episode. Absolutely. You know, I think that one of the things that Mr. Brandon and I are both committed to is that as white cis men, um, we uh, have historically benefited a lot from the things that our society takes for granted. So we're going to use this tiny, tiny platform we have uh, <laughs> in this corner of the internet and the podcast sphere um, to remind everyone as much as possible um, that Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And yep. that's, a, that's a shorthand for... Um, don't be racist and please be anti-racist and don't be an asshole. You know, yeah. like it's also good just to say that too. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had some early on, I don't know if we should even mention this, but early on in the uh, podcast, we had some people who, you know, had some connections to rather large social media platforms is all I'll say, um, who publicly, well, not publicly, I think it was a private message, but, um, said that they no, weren't going to listen we, to us. We, hmm? we got pub we got public comments. Oh, about okay. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. So a lot of people said, "Hey, you guys, you know, I like already being served. I don't want to hear about like Trayvon Martin this and you know Eric Garner that and whatever and insurrection this and blah blah blah." Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you for I mean, your I, comment, and we, we're going to keep going because that's that's kind of who we are. And as you know, Mr. Jeff and I are both gay, so we are very attuned to the civil rights movement and because we are one of those groups that are trying to strive towards equality and but we also see that it's there's a lot of other stuff going on with other people so we something we didn't want to certainly shy away from so yeah and anyone who chooses to use entertainment as a form of escape from reality that's great but just because you escape from it doesn't mean that you can't ignore it 
And that's that's the stand that we've t- taken. Yeah. So. so thanks thanks for your con- contributions to that, Ms. Julia. Yeah. And uh, now I have to say, um, <laughs> the uh, the next voicemail that we're going to listen to, um, we almost had a baby named after the podcast. Almost. <laughs> almost. We were in weeks long negotiations with the next uh, voicemail that we're going to, to listen to, Ms. Heather, and she had a, an adorable little baby. And I, we were trying to say, could you please name her Does Suit Madam? <laughs> she declined in the end. We got close. We got so close. But, but she uh, did get, a, the baby did get a name that is related to the show. Well, I said, okay, oh, if you if you can't she said, um, I, I, guys, I just can't do it. I can't do Does It Matter? I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. It's not a name. I said, okay. Mrs. Slocum had Mary Elizabeth, Rachel, Yiddle, Slocum, Betty. Could you at least choose one of those? And she said, I was thinking about Slocum. And then my eye, our eyes got really <laughs> large. This is all a video conference we had with our attorneys. And then she said, I don't know. But I can settle with Elizabeth. So we shook hands, and behold, baby Elizabeth is born. Damn this bell. Baby Elizabeth was born. All is good and well with the baby and the mama, and we hope the papa. But uh, So we, we are very excited that... Um, did we name the child, Mr. Jeff? Do you, can, we, can we use those words? Are, are we the godfathers? Is that, how that, is that how that works? The fairy godmothers? I think we're the fairy godmothers. <laughs> So we oh, get yeah. to hear from the next generation of Are You Being Served fans with Miss Heather and baby Elizabeth. Hey, this is Heather. Finally got her to go to sleep. So I'll leave the message for you. Um, I guess like most people, I first saw Are You Being Served on the local PBS station. Um, when I was a kid, my mom really liked it. So we would all get together around the... Uh, TV Saturday nights, and if I got home from school on time, we would uh, watch that. If I got home by 3.30, I could watch it. But yeah, I guess one of my favorite characters would be, of course, Mr. Humphreys, because he's just so funny and camp. Um, But I guess Mr. Granger, in a way, because I admire his sarcasm and his just lack of caring for what he says, especially his line about giving Mrs. Slocum the cyanide pills. Always a good one. I guess over time, it, you start to understand it better. As when I was a kid, I some of the jokes just went over my head. But you really see how they slip things in with double entendre throughout the series as you get older. Um, and, of course, it's the best way to talk to people is a double entendre. But... Um, I still have plenty of friends that we talk to each other and are you being served And we never stop doing that. So it's always going to be one of my favorite shows, but I'm going to go now before she wakes up again. But just want to call and say hi to you guys and love the show. And looking forward to seeing are you being served again. All right. Bye. Oh, she's down for a little nap, little baby Elizabeth. Thank you, Ms. Heather and uh, baby Elizabeth. She was, she, <laughs> it's cute when she left a voicemail. The first voicemail was two seconds long and the sound of a baby crying. <laughs> so then she hung up and called back and she left that voicemail. So very sweet. Um, Granger, favorite, uh, are you being served character? Very uh, outlier, I would say. Um, yeah. Right? But his sarcasm is pretty endearing, i got to say. And I love that he's just so nasty. So I think that's some wise words there. Yeah. And thank you for naming your child after our um, litigation, or not litigation, <laughs> our mediation <laughs> segment we had in Northern Mississippi. We flew her out, you know, first class because she was pregnant. It was great. <laughs> but that was fantastic. So thank you again to all of you unanimous for sticking with us and listening to our hour-long rants about this British sitcom every blah, week. Blah, blah, blah. And we hope you stick with us while we continue on because our next episode, we will be recapping Beans of Boston, which is the Whoa. American version of the uh, the American pilot that did not get picked up. You're telling me they were trying to bring back Are You Being Served to the United States? I didn't know that. <laughs> 
have you been listening for the past two years? Because we talk <laughs> about it a lot. Yeah, so, my God, what a cool episode to listen back to everyone's voicemails and emails and stuff. And if you sent us something and I forgot it, I apologize. It's very possible. Um, but with the making of this podcast, you know, Mr. Jeff and I had no idea what we were doing. But um, Apple makes it kind of easy, and we did it. And we didn't know how to do it. We just figured it out and pushed post on the little computer, and it became a podcast. And here we are. So... Uh, it wasn't our intention to make like a little community, but we seem to have done that. And we just thought it was a shame that there wasn't a podcast about Are You Being Served? And when you know other people who love Are You Being Served, you speak in a shorthand. Um, oh, that'll ride up with where? Oh, that does suit madam. You know, any number of those. So we would always do that together. And we thought, I bet there's a lot of people out there who do it with their friends. And that would be cool to do a podcast and talk about the show. So that's kind of what we've tried to do. And it's been really fun kind of going back memory lane and um, listening to everyone's thoughts about it. So thanks for joining us on the ride. Yeah. And it's been really fun meeting and hanging out with the with the co-hosts. And um, we've already had some requests to co-host the Grace and Favor slash Are You Being Served Again episodes too. So that'll be fun too. Yes. Thank you indeed. Well said, Mr. Brandon. If any of our unanimous want to get in touch with us because they want to guest host on Grace of Favor, Stroke, Are You Being Served Again, or they have other memories of the show, how can they get in touch with us? You can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, or write us an old-fashioned email at thatdoessuitmadam, with an E, at gmail.com. Or you can call the Peacock Hotline at 662-PEACOCK. Or you can grab some of our fabulous merchandise down at the Bargain Basement Shop at imfree.threadless.com. And with that, Mr. Jeff, you've, you've all done, done very well. Bye, Unanimous. Happy New Year. Bye, Unanimous. Bye. That does do Venom is not endorsed by the BBC, and it is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Are You Being Served is a copyrighted program of the BBC. The unanimous dating app does not really exist. Hello, unanimous. This is Mr. Brandon. And this is Mr. Jeff. Did you wake up this morning and think, how could I support my favorite podcast while also letting the world know that I'm a proud member of the unanimous? Does your morning coffee vessel leave you feeling neither one way nor the other? Perhaps your smartphone cover fails to confirm your charm, personality, vitality, and youth. Worry no more. Visit our That Does Suit Madam online bargain basement shop. They've just come in. You could buy your very own That Does Suit Madam official tote bag. A handbag? Or an official podcast sofa pillow. Perfect for hiding your Paddington bear. We sell a fashionable face mask and a celebrated coffee cup. And of course, t-shirts. But don't worry, you'll find the sleeves right up with wear. Support your favorite podcast with some That Does Suit Madam merch. All at imfree.threadless.com imfree.threadless.com And And you've you've all all done done very well. well.